and our friend Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. If you're looking to save some cash in 2022, there's nobody better to do it with than Jared Lozier. So often we're prepping for the new year and trying to find out spaces in which you could maybe save a few dollars here and there. The things that are important in your life, the insurance on your car, the vehicle, your home, anything that's truly valuable. Just had a conversation with a local business owner and said, thank goodness we had Jared. I got to shoot Jared a text for helping our guys out there. Jared was able to find the right prices, the right quotes, and made sure it happened for his client. I'm proud of him, man. Now, thinking about the story from this past weekend, shout out to Jared, man. He can do the same for you. Again, if you're a small business owner, if you're somebody who wants to launch a business, or you just want to save some cash this year, Jared Lozier is the guy you want in your corner. For a quote today, email him, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. Again, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. Or give him a call. Jared Lozier, 518-956-3753. If you're looking to save cash in 2022, Jared Lozier is your guy. All right, no theme song needed for this one. Let's just get back into it. Joe Calderon, part two of our conversation with him. Now, where we left off, Joe has just nailed, uh, I think it's fair to say, the dream job, right? In your home market, the job you've been striving for. You're talking sports. You're on television, covering all the teams you want. So here we are. We're, we're post now crying at an Applebee's, and we're ready to become the professional job that you've wanted now for years. Yeah, well, and, and the, the weird part is that, like, once I got that gig, everything started to happen kind of fast. So I got the job in 2003, and um, right away I was on air because I wasn't anticipating that. Not, not on air at the TV station. Time Warner Cable sports i don't know if you remember back in the day in this market they called it tw3 right right tw3 and so there was the news division and then there was the sports broadcast division right so their offices were in rotterdam where they, they are still right right off of uh was it exit eight there or whatever um so within a week a guy by the name of greg bobbitt who um before, actually, before I get into that story, and I, and I hope people see this, um, want to give out. It's very, uh, it's kind of weird. I know it's probably you're like, where, where's he going with this stuff? But um, <laughs> that original crew that that I that I worked with, um, guys by the name of Greg Bobbitt, uh, George Fellows, um, Chris Cook, and and a guy by the name of um, Chris Graff. Um, those four guys were the full time people at Time Warner Cable Sports. Or at that time, it was called TW3. Well, the reason why I mention this is because uh, Chris Graff passed away yesterday. Oh, he, my God. I'm so sorry. And, and so when I talk about what made my first four or five years at Time Warner in Albany the most fun, it was doing those games. And Chris Graff was a monster part of that. Loved working with that guy. My heart goes out to his family, his wife. So I just wanted to mention it. But – so uh, getting back to the story. So uh, right away, I'm doing these games, hot and heavy now, because I wasn't getting on air at the news division. I was still producing and shooting for a guy by the name of Damian Andrew, who is the man. Um, Damian and another guy by the name of Jason Barr, who is also great. Um, so I'm getting on air opportunities. The first game I did play by play was with James Allen. This is how me and James Allen became boys. My guy, James Allen, I love him. Um, we did Shen versus New Rochelle state semis and a certain guy by the name of Ray Rice was the starting running back at New Rochelle. 
And for some upstate New York fans, they might remember the state title game because it's Greg Paulus and Bruce Williams, LeVar Lobb. This is a legend. Mike Hart, by the way, is playing for Onondaga High School. Onondaga. That's, that's a legendary time in high school sports. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny Mike Hart story. Uh, so, um, so I'm doing this game. And right away, I'm just, I'm again, back in my, I just loving everything about it. Um, and so that um, ended up in about a couple of years parlaying into becoming the full time. I was full time to begin with, but then because Time Warner kind of started going through some changes and they were merging stations and changing the format of how they did things. Unfortunately, Jason Barr, who was the weekend guy, they let him go because they didn't, they, for whatever the reason at the time, they couldn't justify having three people in the sports department. So they let him go and they moved me up to the weekend sports inc. So I'm doing that. Um, and then within another year or two, Damien Andrew, whose wife was a killer reporter in New York city, Christine Persichetti, right? Her ma- married name was, uh, was, uh, Dobrzewski, by the way, Damien Andrew's real name, last name is Dobrzewski. His, his middle name was Andrew. And he's like, dude, Damien Dobrzewski on the air is not going to, it doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue smoothly. So his on-air name is Damien Andrew. Um, so his wife was in the city. They were married for three years while he was, he would do his Monday through Friday in Albany. They had a, a, an apartment in Dobbs Ferry. So after his Friday night show, he'd drive down to Dobbs Ferry, spend the weekend there and then come back after about three years of that. He's like, I can't do this anymore. So he left, went to Connecticut, was doing sports there. And then in 2007, I became sports director, right? And at the time, it was me, Doug Sherman, Rich Becker, and a guy by the name of Dan Murphy. And at that time, I was the youngest sports director in the market at that time. And just it was just it just happened really fast. You know, it was yeah, like, that, and that's a pretty, like, a pretty impressive list of people there, too, in that market at that point, too, that yeah. you've got to go get some heavyweights now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, just... So um, I'm doing that till 2000. I, I, I started, you know, I was the sports director in 2007 and held on to that uh, till about 2010. Now I was at Time Warner till 2012, but management at the time and at the time justified. Um, I was really excited about the on-air part and wasn't necessarily crazy about the administrative part, you know, the, the, the stuff that, you know, you got to play the game. You got to do it's You know, I don't want to say politics because that's always got a negative connotation to it. Um, so management decided, Hey, we're going to make a switch. We're going to put Marissa Jackson as the sports director. And it was a great move for them because at that time she was kind of like, you know, they, she was very organized and could, could do that job. Well, uh, David said to me, we love you on air. But we feel like for the growth of the department and all that stuff, we're going to go in this direction. Fine. So that lasts about two years. And then after two years, I'm just like, you know, and I loved working there. I did. It was a mutual. I always use the example. It was a mutual. I love you, but I don't know if I'm in love with you anymore, if you get what I'm saying. Yes. So, and it was really. It was the move that was necessary. And so I was no longer there, left, and always wanted to be. I came from an entrepreneurial family. You know, my father, God rest his soul, 
Pete Calderon and Linda Calderon. You know, they moved upstate in 72 or 73. And my dad was always of the mindset. You make you rich. Don't make anybody else rich. You work for you. Yeah, it's hard, but the but the the the, the rewards way out outweigh the risks, right? So at that moment, I'm in my mid-30s and I'm like, you know what? At this time, now's the time if I'm gonna try to do something on my own, let's do it. So I came up with the concept of in it to win it productions, because as I always say, in it to lose it was already taken. So I started that and became an official LLC September 11th of 2012. And what I was doing at that time was peanuts, small mom and pop commercials. I was doing some voiceover work for some people and pretty much doing whatever was necessary to pay the bills and just, just make it. So after about two years of that, I, I was missing sports. It just was. And so I remember reaching out to, and I don't remember if it's exactly how it went down, but I remember reaching out to Scott Morlock and Rich Becker, who after a, and I mean this, I, this is not condescending. I mean this in all sincerity. After a star started to run at Fox 23, those guys, they, they changed how you do local high school sports in this market. Rich Becker, Scott Morlock, Matt Ryan, a guy by the name of Brett Martineau, who's now the sports director uh, in Jacksonville. Those guys, like, you, like, we got along well, which is clear because I work with Rich now doing stuff and Scott. I love those guys to death. Um, but I, we had a great relationship. But behind the scenes, I would always watch their sports cast and be like, oh, they got us again. Damn it. All right. Now we got to do. Got to try to beat them on this. Right. And very rarely did you. They were f- fantastic. And listen, the market then and now flooded with super talented people. Back then, like I said, I already went down their list of people at their station for sports. You know, at our station, we had at the time, uh, it was me, uh, Damien, and then Jason Barr. And then after Jason Barr was done, it was Damien and I. And then when Damien left, it was myself and Marissa. And then after that, we expanded our sports department finally, and it was me, Marissa, and Ashley Jack, uh, Ashley uh, Miller of News Channel 13 fame, who is now Mrs. Honorado. Um, and then Chris Watson came along. And then, so at one time it was Marissa and myself and Ashley and Chris Watson. So Albany, you know, and then, you know, Roger Weiland, everybody, every station's got talented people, right? But Fox, when it came to the high school sports stuff, they really set a bar that was, I, I really believe at this, the reason why high school sports in this market, and I mean, maybe eventually it would have happened without them, but I really feel like local sports in this market is what it is, the high school stuff, especially in large part because of how aggressively they went after it. And if you didn't do it, you were going to be left out in the cold because they just outclassed everybody in that. Um, so getting off track and getting back on track, so I reached out to Rich and Scott and I said, because they no longer were at Fox 23. They had left at around the same time I was done at Time Warner. Within three months, Rich left Fox 23. I was done at Time Warner and then Scott left Fox 23. So those guys had jobs and everything else. And I said, you guys, I, I miss doing sports. And they're like, so do we. And I said, I got this idea. It's 2013, 14. Why not do a website? It's a great idea. Let's, let's try. 
So I ended up um, doing a 12-minute demo on YouTube and put it out on Facebook and everything else, basically saying, the way you could, the way you watch local sports is about to change. Here's this new concept, capitalregionsportsnet.com, right? And the original plan for capitalregionsportsnet.com was to pretty much follow in suit with everybody else, right? Highlights, features, shows, you know, on a Friday night in the fall, you go get 12, 15 highlights from 12, 15 different games, cut them, edit them as fast as you can, get it up on the web, right? Well, after about two months, it was so exhausting. And not just the exhaustion, but, you know, people were loving what we were doing, but you just kind of blended in with everybody else because everybody else is doing the same thing. Six is doing highlights on a Friday night for football. 13. At that time, it was still YNN. Everybody's doing the same thing. So then I step away from that and think, okay, what can I do with the website that will kind of separate it from everybody else? I'm thinking, why not stream live high school sporting events? Not the college stuff, because they already got that on lock, right? They already got that, you know, the conferences, especially the D1s, mandate it. You got it. You got to stream your games. Da, 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 da. So I just started to focus all of my attention on the high school stuff. And that took a while. It's still taking a while. I'm not doing games now, but I'm not, I'm still not close to where I want to be. So I'm trying to develop that. And at the same time, one of my clients is SefQ, right? Which by the way, I work full-time for SefQ. I'm the media production specialist there. Um, and while I'm trying to do the streaming stuff and develop the website, um, a good buddy of mine, Ken Juby, who's the director of communications, he says, Hey, I want to hire you as a freelancer every once in a while, come to one of our events and shoot it, edit it, and we'll pay you, you know? So I was like, great. So I'm doing that and still trying to do the website. And then November of 2018, Ken's like, Hey, just so you know, and this is going to be a national search. We're no longer going to do the freelance stuff. We're going to have a position in-house. You should apply. He's like, ah, I, don't want to, I, I don't, you know, doesn't play well with others. You know, I'm like now like six years on my own. You know, it's like, I don't want to go back to that. Like the corporate world. I don't want to do, I want to be on my own. So Ken, who has known me since he was a senior at Siena, I've known Ken Juby for 18 years now. He's like, stop being so hard-headed and just apply. Don't flatter yourself, dude. Because guess what? This is going to be a good job, and a lot of people are going to apply for this. You might not even get it. So don't, whatever. So I apply. Clearly, got it. Um, you know, the, the story behind that is very boring. Let's just cut through. <laughs> so... But the great thing about this is, is one, SefQ is great to work, phenomenal to work for. And two, I work for Ken Juby. Now, anyone who's watching this, if you know Ken Juby, he falls into that category of like two people, right? Like you either love him or if you don't, it's because you don't know him, <laughs> right? He's one of those guys. Like you can't not love Ken Juby. He's great. And he knows my passion for sports. And he told me, he's like, listen, come here. Do your job. You're a big boy. Do what you have to do for us while you're on the clock. And then when you're done here, 
chase because Ken Juby was a reporter in the market. He was actually a reporter at at Capital News Nine back in the day in YNN, and he he's a Syracuse guy. He graduated with a master's from Syracuse. He worked at News Ten now in Syracuse for a little while before coming back to Albany. So he gets the game, and he knew he knows my passion, whatever. So he's just like, do you work for us, and you can still chase that dream in your free time. So that's what I do now. Like I work at SefQ and Capital Region Sportsnet com now is actually i don't want to say it's thriving but it's i have sponsors on a regular now for the first time ever for this for the first two years every game i did which was about 15 or 20 it took out of pocket and that's expensive like every one of my games for people that are listening if you want to stream stuff and you want to do it right you want to bring in great people to do the cost about 1500 bucks a game a game at a high school level a game I'll open uh, the books if you want to see them. So, because <laughs> you don't get, and, and I got to fight these people, by the way. The people that do the games for me are beautiful human beings. Amazing. Rich Becker, Scott Morlock, Tim Drawbridge, Chris Honorado. Uh, you know, the, uh, back in the day, Jordan Canzeri, who did games for me, EJ Gallup, Allie Jacks, uh, Will Brown. All these people, like, I can't tell you how many times, and behind the scenes. Julie Gilboy, Chris Cook, you know, Happy, uh, the Happy knows uh, Andrew Gabriels, um, you know, Rock. I feel like I'm doing an Emmy speech. Uh, <laughs> just playing music, right? It's a, <laughs> go to break, go to break. <laughs> so these are the, the reason why this the, the website is now just starting to reach its potential is because those people dedicated so much time to it, and I'm not joking when I say I have to fight these in the beginning. Now they very willingly take the check. Cause they see the sponsors on the website. Um, but I would have to fight them. I'd be like, here's your check. They're like, dude, I know you're not making money. Stop. I don't want to take it. Cause they got, they saw the vision and they see, this is something that could be awesome to be a part of. Um, and in large part because of them, I don't say this trying to be the fake bull crap modesty stuff. Like, yes, it was my vision to begin with, but you can have a vision all you want. Everybody's got great ideas. You need to, to, to get that idea to fruition and you need to get people to, to buy into it and love it as much as you do. And they did. And that's the reason why it kind of took off. And, you know, cause for a year or two, I would try to explain to people, here's what I got in my brain. Here's the concept. And nobody was grasping it. And I'm like, how do you not grasp high school sports streaming it? Well, what's so hard to understand. So that's why I just decided after a while, I said, forget, it, I'm going to spend silly money. And I'm going to let people see it and touch it. And that's how, like, now I could go to, you know, if you go to my website now, Price Chopper, CDPHP, um, uh, CDTA, Stewart's. Now they go, ah, I get it. I yeah, get it. It's remarkable when you look across upstate New York, too, because we're talking about this mid-2010 window where, and you mentioned Spectrum and Time Warner. Like, here in upstate New York, we've seen – those stations cover high school sports, whether it be a Friday Night Lights or Friday Night Fever, the sports cast across Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, Albany, they have that. But what you've done kind of zeroing in on this, it feels like it's rare in upstate New York. So it's like two questions here. One, are you shocked that nobody else got to this idea before you and had success? And I think the you know the elephant in the room here, we're recording this in January of 2022, that how much, if at all, COVID benefited your business because families and fans couldn't be in attendance for games. 
We'll get back to this Godzilla Media podcast, but first we got to tell you about the people that make it possible. Our sponsors, our partners throughout 2022, and we'll start with our friends at the Mohawk family. Mohawk, how do we've told you about so many times on this podcast, but we're giving love to Mohawk Chevrolet with the upcoming weeks because on Thursday, February 10th, the Tour de Wing is happening at Mohawk Chevrolet. Godzilla Media is going to be a part of that event judging and broadcasting live from Mohawk Chevrolet, finding out the best wings in the capital region, thanks to our friends in Mohawk Chevrolet. You can be a part of it. Nominate your favorite wing place here in the 518 by heading over to the Mohawk Chevrolet Facebook page and leaving a comment. And who knows, maybe your favorite spot is going to win on Thursday, February 10th. You can check out that show across the Mohawk platforms as well. We can't forget about the new rides, new vehicles, first month of 2022. It's your time to get yourself into a new vehicle. You want to work with people that you can trust during the car buying experience. You want to work with people who have done it in the past and have a proven track record. It all is across the board at Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet. Again, February 10th, back in us, Mohawk Chevrolet, a great time for you to find a new vehicle. Whether it's Chevrolet, whether it's Honda, the Mohawk family, you already know it. They always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, the frigid month of January is now here. What are you doing in your home to make sure that the people that you care about are safe? Johnstone Supply in Troy can help you. Now, even in those moments where the dilemmas are on the way, maybe it's your furnace or your boiler, Johnstone Supply in Troy wants to make sure that you can figure out the right ways to handle it. So put this down on your phone. Send it to a friend. Send it to somebody in your family so you have it if things go wrong. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Those are the important things. that You never know when you might have to use that number, especially over the next few months. But now you know who you'll call. Our guys at Johnstone Supply and Troy. Hit that number two, by the way, after if you want to get hooked up with Tom or Kev or James or all of our guys. Rob's in the front there. They will give you the best advice how to handle it. Now, for some of you, you need the upgrade. It's time to get that new boiler. It's time to get that new furnace. Deals are always going on at Johnstone Supply in Troy, and you can stop into 6th Avenue in Troy to find out more about it. You've got the place to call during the month. You've got the upgrades, competitive prices in the 6th Avenue Troy as well. If you're looking for tools or accessories or more, it's all right there for you. Check them out on Facebook as well, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Now back to this Godzilla Media podcast. Yeah, well, one, to answer the first one, yes, I was. I was very shocked because, and again, kudos to the people that do it in this market. We are like Albany, like people are talented here. Like all the, every station that does sports, they're talented, whether it's six or 13 or News 10 or Spectrum or everybody's good. So, you know, I, I remember thinking when I first came up with this idea, I'm like, you go two and a half hours south. MSG Varsity's doing this. They've been doing it. Like, right. yeah. And those guys, like Mike Quick and those guys, like legend, right? Mike Quick, MSG Varsity, all those guys. Um, so up here, it just never, it never, it never caught for whatever the reason. And now I will say, in hindsight, having, remember, I did that demo about Capital Region Sportsnet eight years ago, almost. It sucked at times. It was hard. Like, and that's coming from somebody who already had a built-in kind of audience and a name. Like when I was done at Time Warner Cable, people knew me. They're like, oh, Joe Calderon, sports guy. Or they would call me, and this is the compliment, all compliments. I always used to love it. They'd be like, dude, Joe Catalan. 
I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't want to. Uh, you know, there's worse people like Andrews. You want to talk about great? He's clearly uh, one of the one of the best. Um, so I, you know, I always laugh. I was like, yep, Andrew Catalan, you got it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I was very shocked that people did it. But now, in hindsight, looking back, seeing how hard it was, I get why nobody wanted to do it. You know, first of all, you got to get the equipment. You got to do it in a way that's really going to make a splash and separate yourself. And like I tell, like I was just at Tamarack tonight setting up for our wrestling for tomorrow night. And again, this, again, it's not ever, we're taping this on January the 3rd. So this wrestling match will be January 4th. Um, and when I was setting up my gear, they had wrestling practice going on. And the kids were like, whoa, like you have like a full blown like audio mixer and four cameras and a big monitor to do the, the control room stuff. Wow. Like they're, they weren't, they're not used to that. They go, we had, and I'm not bad. Like flow wrestling is phenomenal in the, in the world of wrestling, flow wrestling is big. But some guy said to me, he's like, yeah, the last time we had flow wrestling here, they had like one little camera on the thing. And that was it. This is big time. So I went overboard. Like despite the fact that it was hard to do, I'm, I'm, I was determined along with the people that again, have helped me with this. I said, if we're going to go, we're going to go so hard at this thing and so far above what normal people would do for this, that if it does take off may we might, I'm hoping we're going to be so far ahead that nobody's even going to want to try it. Now, mind you, if somebody does, I'm all about the competition. Love it. But that was my mindset. I'm like, I'm going to give people that spectrum time Warner cable sports feel to this stream Four cameras, instant replay, professional play-by-play and color people. Um, a look and a sound that is very ES. That's what I try to tell people. When I first, when I describe it to people who go, Oh, what's your website? Like I said, we're trying to do ESPN three, like so. That's what I want to do. I want to be the ESPN three of the capital region for high school sports. And if you go to my website, and not only do it at a quality like that, but it's free to the viewer, totally free to the viewer. You can go watch the game, no cost. And I don't do, there's no seven day, give me your credit card. It's free. You know, after seven days, you just have to remember, despite the fact that you probably got a busy, crazy life going, you got to remember after seven days to cancel it. Or if you go to day eight, it automatically charges you for a month subscription, blah, 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 blah. No, free. No hoops to jump through, nothing. There is no fine print. There is no like, oh, I knew he was a phony. Like none of that. It's free. But the format to to make that happen was I got to get sponsors and advertisers to really get this and love it. And now we do. It's again, it's not where it needs to be. Full disclosure, this is the first time that I'm not paying for games out of pocket but it would be nice to make a profit. So if you're a business out there and you're looking to uh, advertise, um, but it is, but it's great because now I feel like, you know, these bigger businesses, I, I call them the, the pillar businesses and everybody knows Stewart's. Everybody knows Price Chopper. Everybody knows CDPHP. When you get those people on board, that's instant credibility to what we're doing. And uh, again, going back to the crew, I always say when we do our games, and this is not me trying to be BS, um, I always aim to be the weakest link in the broadcast. Always. Always. 
because I feel like if I can nail that, that's going to be a damn good broadcast. If I'm the weakest link. So the people that are involved, Rich Becker, again, like you know, Scott Morlocks of the world, Chris Cook, who's a technical director, Julie Gilboy, who does our, our graphics, uh, you know, all the people that do the camera, uh, Maddie Soriano, uh, Brian Flynn. These are people, and I know I'm going to miss somebody, they're going to get mad. Again, credits, Emmys. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> but these are the people that really make it go. Because, I, and I'm not, our Hunsinger is another person. Um, these are people that are so good at what they do that I can, I can afford to make mistakes and they'll fix it because they're way more experienced and knowledgeable than I am. So I'm just, believe it or not, I'm just starting to learn, you know, and that's why like the, and again, another, I know it's going to sound obnoxiously arrogant moment. I'm confident in my honorability. Okay. Let's just say that. I'm not worried about that. I can talk. What I get excited about and like now with this is it's the administrative part of it. It's the the technical part. Like that's it's challenging. And my girlfriend is right down the hall. She'd be like, oh yeah, it is very, oh, I know it's exciting. She goes, you know, all you do is complain about how stressful it is. So yeah, I'm glad you're doing this this interview and talking about how exciting it is. And then you complain <laughs> to me. So um, but it is, it's it's something that like I I want I want to be able to be more proficient in that because if I can get there five tool right five tool player you know and that's what i want you know i i, I listen i love the on-air stuff but i very rarely i mean i've done 25 or 30 streams i think i've done on-air for it twice and that's because we had to do it in a pinch i much prefer to have other people who are fantastic at it by the way again i already told you tim drawbridge rich becker uh scott morlock um i've had chris watson do stuff who's phenomenal. Um, just a lot of like great people who've done play. Ashley Miller's done play by play. She was great. Kelly O'Donnell, like through the years, you know, I've tried to spread it out to get people, you know, cause they're great, you know, and in a lot of ways better than me, even at the on-air part. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to build. And again, do it for nothing. You get tomorrow. Again, I know this is going to be whatever, you know, this wrestling match, any games that we've ever done, whether it's wrestling, football, field hockey, whatever. You can go back right now to the website and watch them. They're there for free in VOD and re-air. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Before I even hit record with you today, that, that was one of the first questions I had about you was that how, if at all, have these events been affected by COVID in 2022? So that, like, window for you guys from 2020 to 2022, was it harder because more games weren't being played? Uh, was it oh. maybe the boom of the business because everybody? Oh, complete shutdown. So, COVID happens, March 2020. We didn't do a game until the Colonial Council. The let me say this very slowly: the Colonial Council Boys and Girls Soccer Championships. Now, this is for high school. I did other events, um, which I can share that real quickly after. But um, I didn't do another high school event from. December of 2019 to October of 2021. Whoa. Because of all the, you know, the COVID restrictions and things like that and schools. And I understand we're very like leery of like, you know, they didn't want to let, you know, 
parents and you know administrators were worried about like let's just worry about the people that have to be here we don't want outside entities coming in and you know wait you said he, he's got an eight person crew when he does his games uh, i don't know let's not go there which is why you see a lot of schools now they have the youtube setups a lot of schools now have you know like for example my alma mater brought on perth brought on perth athletics on youtube you can go there they've got a huddle camera in their gym you can watch their high school basketball games. Now, when we show up, they'll black that out because they would much rather have our event. Not again, because it's four cameras, play by play, replays. It looks the part. Um, so for about a year and eight months, we didn't do anything because there was nothing to do. Um, but now, because of COVID and because of the upswing again now in COVID cases, like you start to see. You know, it, it's valuable. It's a valuable thing. And, and, you know, if we don't show up, the schools just, again, they'll turn their huddle camera on or do whatever, and people will watch the games that way. Um, you know, the wrestling match we're getting ready to do, there's only going to be about 50 to 75, maybe 100 people there, maybe. Because home team can have up to four people per wrestler. Road team can only have two people. And those people probably, I mean, they're coming from Cobalt Skill. So I get you love your kid. They're probably like, that's like an hour, 45 minutes. You mean I could just watch it here with multiple angles and sit on my couch and drink a cold one? I might do that. Um, so COVID in that sense has really, and it sounds tacky to say it that way with COVID because it's such a, you know, it's a serious thing and you don't want to capitalize on it, but it just ended up working that way where not only are we providing a service, but a service that has this next level quality to it. I mean, we've had people during during broadcast, during streams on Twitter, send me a direct message with a picture of them, like literally sitting there with a drink, airplay on their 75 inch, like <laughs> with their game, which is awesome. I was like, oh my God, keep sending them. You know, that's great. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, the reason I brought up COVID is not to make you feel like the bad guy. Like, my business will benefit if I get more people with COVID. No, no, I didn't do it that way. I think it's more about the timing to your first answer you brought up about 2014. And you know this working in both television and radio event. So much not even just about the opportunities for jobs, but the format in itself evolves through technology advancing and how things come together. And I know, like, these questions – We'll probably end up on like the freezing cold take Twitter account where it's always dangerous to ask somebody who worked in media what the future of media is. But you are now running a non-traditional media company and you're seeing a growth in your business and you've worked in traditional media before. What do you see if you're bold enough to answer this? The future of media looking like, especially in particular sports, the next five to ten years. And I think everything's streaming for one and nothing. I mean, listen, nothing against cable. Um, I mean, I'm 47 years old, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm young enough to understand the technology, but old enough to have like appointment viewing. When I was a kid, it was like, you know, news channel 13 at six. And, you know, it was, and you had your morning, noon, six, 11. Now the affiliates are trying to do morning, noon, Four, five, six. Oh, tune into our sister station for the seven, a ten, and like they and and I get it. But 
there I think people I think I think I think it's I think it's like tough for affiliates. Now, a lot of them have pivoted and said, okay, we've got the traditional broadcast, but you can also watch live streaming on your phone. Like again, I keep using News Channel 13, but you know, News Channel 13, you watch it on your phone, they stream their newscast or whatever. But I mean, I think everybody knows where it's going eventually. I mean, what nobody is I can't remember the last time I watched a newscast. Like news now is like weather, my app. Uh, did you hear what happened? Let me check Twitter. Um, you know, cause there's always, that's what you spent your career in those Joe. That's remarkable. You said that's your career. Like you're saying you don't do something that was a huge part of your life. That's, that's like the biggest clothesline pro wrestling term here. We could use to what the future of the business looks like. Now I listen, and I hope I'm wrong because I think there's a lot of people that are, and, and listen, full disclosure, those people that are in the affiliate world, I can only speak in this market. There's, I've said it a thousand times. I'm probably gushing to the point where people are like, give it a rest. We get it. You like everybody, but it's true. Very talented market. Everyone, I'm very confident in that those people will pivot and be able to transition into whatever the future holds. But if we're being honest, I mean, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in six, seven years. Everything is streaming. Sports. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I watched. ESPN in the last, like, last three or four months. If I want to know something, I'll go to ESPN.com or check my phone, ESPN app, or it's just, it's all going to go the way of streaming. You know, it really is. Um, so that, that, that appointment viewing, if I'm using the term correctly, who does that anymore? Nobody's going, let me see what happened today. I'll tune in tonight at six. By the time you do that, the story's 10 hours old. Like it's been on Twitter all day and, you know, people have given their opinions on it already. And like, it's just, that's, I, I don't want to even say it's going in that it's already here. And, and so the appointment viewing thing, someone look at it now as bad business. Cause you'd say, okay, if you don't put that content, whether it's a great news piece, whether it's a sports highlight, an interview, whatever it might be on another platform, why would you cut off the platforms where potentially you can have sponsorships and you can have more views? You can build a new audience. That's why people always argue about old school versus new school, I'll call it, about appointment watching, whether it be radio or television or hell, even the newspaper when the information comes out. I say, why would you block a platform? Like, why would there, you know, we talked about this expression earlier about um, good ideas and the execution being different. I always feel like that's like straight from Shark Tank with Mark Cuban. What does Mark Cuban say on Shark Tank all the time that? Uh, you just got a better mousetrap, right? You're like, you're not trying to change media forever. It's just technology is better. And like, you just have two options and this one's better. So I'm going to choose this one now. That's kind of, yeah, you know, for our comparison, that's kind of what we're doing the same thing, right? It's not, the way you do news isn't changing. It's the way you deliver it. You still yes. got to go up stories. You still have to tell good stories. You still have to be a good writer. You still have to have like, you know, a camera presence or whatever you want to, but it's just, if you've got a story and it's done and the fact checkers and the editors at your station, like news directors who will read your script and they say, okay, the script is good. Do the package go. If it's done at noon, why would I, why would you keep it till six? <laughs> Get it out there. So that's why I feel like it's not like, Oh, it's going in that direction. It's already there. Like the quicker you can get stuff. Now it's good and it's bad. As we painfully see, you know, a lot of times people will say, 
just I want to be first. It, it's it's not good. That's not good. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, if if we're wrong on a few things here, we can fix it later. You see it on articles all the time online. Updated with new information at blah blah blah. So they just throw anything out there to say that they're first, so that it's time stamped. It's like, see, it says we did it first. Well, half of it's wrong. Like, but look at all the likes we got on Instagram, and look at all the views and the clicks and everything. You know, those are all different business yeah. methods and everything else yes. that's changed our lives. Uh, yes. I want to get you. I want to get you out on this because I don't know if young aspiring media members might have the same story as you as sleeping in a radio station and setting your alarm to three o'clock in the morning or cutting tape or whatever else but might be but you've not only get to see the evolution of media you're working with young high school athletes who might be excited about this and they're a whole different group of athletes you saw over that time so someone who's listening to this for the first time whether they're listening in rochester geneva waterloo watertown hell plattsburgh students might be listening what's the best advice you'd offer them to get where you are far into your career now. And this is simple because all the other advice that I would give them, it really doesn't, it's never going to apply to them today, right? They don't have to do those things. Everybody who's got an internship, it's a paid internship. They don't have to go, let me hustle and go crazy. And let me prove, I said, pay your dues to somebody one time. And they looked at me like I got three eyeballs on my forehead, pay your dues. Why would I pay my dues? I can just get in there and run the whole freaking place. Like, really? Like, okay. Um, so the advice that I would give, like, they're never going to probably do what I did because they don't have to go that route now. Like, back at, listen, I think the most valuable thing that I learned was that I learned from people who were like, they got into the business in the 60s and the 70s. Like, when I was at News when I was at CBS six, everybody, you want to talk about veteran shops, Jack Arnicky and all these like local legend, Liz Bishop, like these people are legend. I mean, they're in like the New York state broadcasters hall. They were young and coming up through the ranks in the sixties and in the seventies. So you learned like old school news, like some of the stuff that you would hear in that, in that newsroom, you could not say today. You couldn't be screaming across the people. What the F is wrong with your stupid ass? Like flipping out, screaming about, oh, who, who wrote this tease? A fourth grade, like just yelling and screaming. Like they were tough. But you but you, you learned, dude. And, and honestly, it's a big reason why I fell in love with it. I remember one time I literally almost saw a fist fight in the newsroom. And I was like, this is crazy. And I love every minute of it. This is, <laughs> this is what I want to do. You know, and there was just that energy of putting together a live show or whatever. But I mean, the only advice I could give to you today that would apply to now or then or whatever is, and this is going to sound really ridiculous. So once a year, I got a good buddy of mine. His name is uh, Bob Stoolmaker. Uh, He is a professor of sports marketing. Um, I don't think he's adjunct. I think he's full-time over at Russell Sage. He is the husband of one Benita Zahn. So he's a great guy. He was a... Uh, athletic director at Saratoga. Then he became, I think it was the executive director of section two or not section two of NISFA at one time. Like he was like big, you know, been around the block. And so he, he brings me in once a year um, to speak to his sports marketing class. And that question without fail comes up every time. What advice would you give? And my advice is, and this is what I'm talking about with the Doug Shermans 
with the Andrew Catalans, uh, with the Rich Beckers of the world, uh, with the Tim Drawbridge. Like I can, I can name. There's all you know. TV people get a lot of bad press because some are. Some think they're God's gift because they can read a teleprompter, and they'll let you know. By the way, right? They think they're just. Oh, don't you know who I am? Yeah, Pizza Pete's kid, right? So, um, and then he, <laughs> was that full Ron Burgundy, by the way, too? Was that from Anchorman? Yes. So I don't know I mean, how to put this. I'm quite a big deal. People know me. <laughs> um, but the people that I just reeled off are awesome people who just happen to be really good at being broadcasters. And they don't treat people like crap. You know, they're, they're not, what's the French term? Duché. Um, <laughs> they, they're just great people. And they got opportunities and they made it up the ladder because they were just awesome people and treated the grip like they treated the the, the the color analyst they were working with the same way. Like I heard a story about, I know Doug 25 years. So I, I love Doug Sherman. And I mean that as not, I love, a, I love him. He's a wonderful person. Andrew Catalan. It's a great story. I, I know guys that would crew like NBC sports stuff. Like that's how he got his big, he ended up doing, I think it was like world cup luge. Cause they need, I don't, hey, he's a former guest on getting in their cause. They leave that tease out there. Go back and listen to the Doug Sherman, and Andrew catalog. Okay. And okay. Don't ruin my episodes okay. now, Mr. Joe Calderon. How dare you, but go back and listen all on demand now. So I'm going <laughs> to, I won't tell that specific story, but I'll tell you this. They are class acts because they treat people with respect and they show up to things prepared. So what happens because they're prepared, they'll show up to a game three hours early and they'll, Sit there and talk to the guy who's running the camera. Dude, what's your name? Oh, it's John. How long have you been doing this? And it's not some act. They could literally like, I'm done. I'm going to go sit in the hospitality room and drink a Diet Coke. And I mean, dude, here's a story for you. And I don't mind sharing it because I don't care. But um, the way you treat people early on, it stays with them forever. So my first gig that I ever did for a freelance production was in 1999. I was the floor manager for the America East Championship at the Patrick Gym at UVM, right? Vermont's plan. I forgot who it was. And I hate, to, I hate to do this, but it is what it is. So Bob Picozzi, you know who Bob Picozzi is? He was the voice of Bob Picozzi. He, was, he would do ESPN radio updates. Yes. Okay. Now, maybe he's a great guy. I don't know. Yeah. But this particular day, so here I am. Just graduated Plattsburgh, trying to make a name for myself. I'm I'm working as I'm I'm working at WPTZ. I'm also doing I was master control operator for the PBS in Plattsburgh, Mountain Lake PBS. So now I'm freelancing on a weekend in Burlington, and I just want to help and I just want to let people know, hey, I'll do I'm down for whatever. I will work my butt off. I'll do anything for you. So I remember walking over to Bob Picozzi as he's prepping for the game, and I said, Mr. Picozzi, my name's Joe Calderon. If you need anything. Diet Coke. And I'm like, okay. Now, mind you, this is like how many years ago? And it still stays with me and pisses me off every time I tell that story. It, It matters. Be nice to people. Don't be a jerk. Be the Shermans of the world and the Catalans and the Beckers 
and the uh, Tim Drawbridge is who people know who they are. They they see them at doing our they see a Chris Honorado is doing my game and they're like it's Chris Honorado New Shield thirteen. They're great people. They don't talk down to people. They don't treat them like crap. So you want to make because here's the thing: if I had the choice between an A plus 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 talent and a C minus person, I'll take the B minus person with an A plus personality every freaking time. Because they're just good people and they're and they're easy to work with. And listen, B minus, B plus is still pretty darn good. It's gonna be a good production. But I don't want to deal with someone who talks that. Listen, I've I've witnessed it. I've witnessed some some pretty crappy famous people in the broadcast world. And I'm just like, I don't care how great you are. And they're very talented, by the way, clearly. But Anytime somebody asks me about, oh, you work with that guy? I'm like, yeah, jerk. What else you want to know? Yeah, they're great. They're great at being a broadcaster. Okay. <laughs> but you'll, don't be jerk. You'll be happy to know that if you go back and listen to that Andrew Catalan interview, the advice is very similar. Yeah, you'll be happy to know. when you. Yeah, when you start working with similar people, and there's one, I won't say the person's name, but there is one person from upstate New York that at one point was a legendary broadcaster in a certain area of the state that was a hall of famer and everything else. And his career randomly ended, like just, he disappeared. And it's, I'm fascinated by that. But then when you start asking around, they're like, nobody could stand the guy. Nobody wanted to give him another opportunity because they didn't want to work with him again. I don't want to say the person's name, but that might be another future podcast in 2022 where you start finding out, all right, who are the people who are good to people? Who, what people regret that in their careers and what's happening for the future. But yes, very similar advice coming from those guys. Yeah. We've all had our moments. Believe me, I've been a jerk too. It's happened, um, but not to the point where it's like it's not a regular thing. Like I've had moments where I've been angry about something that happened in a broadcast, and was just really upset or whatever. But people know me who have worked with me long enough; they know where my heart is. It's not a regular everyday thing. It's a, just a it's a blip on the radar. It's a moment. These other people, it's like that's just their mo. And again, you you want to work? You want people to like you? Again, Doug Sherman. Andrew Catalan, Rich Becker, Tim Drawbridge, Kelly O'Donnell, all these people, Ashley Miller, Chris Honorado, all these people. Like, they're just they're great people. Oh, Liana Bodavita. Like, you know, she's, they're just great. They're great, great, great people who just happen to be good at being a broadcaster. Joe Calderon, Capital Region Sportsnet. For more information, if you're listening on Ampler, Spotify, the info is right here in the description. If you're watching on our visual side of YouTube, just hit more info. You can get all that stuff for the website, from future broadcasts, everything else. Thank you so much for sitting the time. I know this is a crazy time for you with all the games going on. The fact that you're able to carve out time for me is very appreciated. Looking forward to your guys' coverage in 2022 and beyond, man. Best of luck. It's therapy. <laughs> Dr. Goss came to the rescue for your therapy. There you go. All right, man. Catch you later. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys. Be good, brother.